Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Because, well, as my uh, TikTok bio says... I am the CEO of Team No Niche, and the topic today um, is one uh, I've done some content on it this morning. Uh, for those that have been watching and uh, kind of engaging with me this morning, um, I've been creating some content uh, around this topic. But it's one that you know, for me, I don't want to put. I didn't want to put like the name of it in the title of the podcast. Uh, I have to. I've done uh, episodes on this before because I try to put myself in the shoes of the audience five years ago. And five years ago, if the if the title of the topic I'm going to be talking about was in the podcast title, more than likely I would have just been like, "Meh, that's not me. I, I'm not going to listen to that." So, what I the discussion I want to have is really around, you know, even this idea that you know the the concept of let's face it, the you know we we have a lot of things in our society that we grew up with that we weren't supposed to talk about, right? There was things that we um, were either off limits or things that, you know, like, oh, it's easier to not talk about this because people are so hostile or people are so passionate or we didn't know enough about a topic. So therefore it became like, rather than us educating ourselves on a difficult topic, let's just avoid the topic altogether because, you know, that makes sense or, you know, <laughs> for whatever it's worth. Right. Um, and so I, th you know, I think this is a, a, something to me that really is important because, you know, I, I like to think that what I've been practicing and preaching and, and part of my brand um, is this idea that, you know, that we are more alike than we are different and that we together can, you know, make a difference by sharing each other's vulnerabilities, you know, um, being open and transparent, uh, the power of authenticity. Uh, you know, in my, my keynote, I always talk about the fact that, you know, we are all in the business of trust, uh, building trust, maintaining trust, scaling trust, um, establishing trust, all of that good stuff. But I think, you know, in the bigger picture of this conversation, there also has to come down an idea that says, you know what, the reason we are so screwed up in the head, the reason that there is so much disconnect in our country right now, the reason, and I say in our country, I know I have international listeners, but there is so much disconnect in the United States right now is because let's face it, when something was difficult or we didn't understand enough about it, or it created an awkward conversation, we just avoided it. We've just spent years avoiding difficult conversations, and I believe that is part of the problem. And when we think about this, there's people that will, will have discussions about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset and how the fixed mindset is what a lot of us end up getting into. And you know, I think one of the interesting discussions, uh, and I'm excited I'm going to have that on my other podcast, Press the Damn Button. Uh, I have a psychologist that's going to be on uh, one of my future episodes. You guys have to check that out. Um, but one of the ones I think it's interesting is that we oftentimes get confused if someone is an optimist or they're open-minded we automatically assume or we associate that with having this growth mindset. And really, you know, for me, what this comes down to is this idea of, you know, perspective and mindset. And that isn't the technically the topic here, but I believe it's so important for us to not only understand the differences between the two, but for us to understand how these relate and where these kind of all fit in. And so, you know, for me, as I look at this, as I look at, you know, what this all means, a mindset is a way of thinking. It's an attitude or an opinion. 
A perspective is a view or an outlook. And so one of the things that I think that we have to look at is that for us to gain a new perspective on a wide variety of topics, it doesn't really matter what the topic is, for, but for us to gain a new perspective, we first must understand our current mindset and then be willing to either change our mindset or allow our mindset the possibility to be exposed to new things. And you know, one of the things that I like to put, you know, kind of wrap around here is that you know you cannot achieve a fresh perspective or discover new solutions until you first have the right mindset. So I think with a lot of these difficult conversations that we're having, a lot of the things that where it comes into like, okay, you know, like, hey, let's get people to, um, you know, go from being a racist to an anti-racist. Um, let's get people to go from uh, hiding their mental health, health, mental illness to embracing their mental illness. Uh, let's go from getting people that are, um, that have always portrayed perfection to all of a sudden be vulnerable and admit that they're medicated on Adderall whatever it may be. Uh, and I do see the live audience that are watching. Uh, shout out to Amy, Patricia, Yoel, Eric, Dave. Uh, what's up? Uh, Cindy, I see you as well. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We are powered by Restream, which is the uh, you know sponsor of this podcast. So uh, Restream actually uh, sponsors and powers both of my podcasts, Press the Damn Button um, and FOMO Fans. And they have a deal right now that they've never given out. I think only, actually not never. They've given out four times, but you can't get this deal anywhere else. If you're looking for a streaming platform that allows you to interview, allows you to stream to 30 plus clients, add these cool overlays and things that I'm doing. Um, they're currently giving 50% off just to my community, 50% off. You can't even call it them up and get this discount. Um, the code is just ISOCIALFANS in all caps, ISOCIALFANS in all caps, and that expires uh, Halloween. So if you're listening to this after Halloween, after October 31st, um, hit me up and I'll see what I can do for you. But um, jump on that. Thank you to our sponsor, Restream, for making this happen. And so back to this idea, right? You know, and I, I like to use this uh, Dr. Dweck, who is the author of um, the book, you know, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. Um, she used this quote, a growth mindset is not something you declare. It's a it's really difficult journey that you must take over a long period of time. And so the reason I brought up mindset, the reason I was talking about perspective is that we have to take a new approach to mental health. This is mental health month um, here. And, you know, and I think one of the things that's really interesting from a mental health conversation is that I would not have wanted to talk about this or been someone that I thought could talk about this five years ago, four years ago. But it is something very close to my heart, not only discussing mental health, but talking about vulnerable topics. Because as I kind of let off here is that I think part of the problem is that we feel isolated, we feel alone, we feel like we are the only one going through something because we've created a culture that made that the case. Like there was many countries, it was illegal to talk about suicide. And yes, there can be a link to having a discussion that might spur someone's um, idea, right? And, but I, I, I kind of relate that a little bit to what I consider kind of, you know, like, let's just face it in the, you know, blaming video games for violence. I don't believe video games are the reason violence happens. I believe some people are in a mindset that a video game might turn them to to violence, but that person was already at a place that was hostile to begin with. And, and I think this is where, you know, for me, where I wanted to kind of um, hone this, this topic in, because it's not going to be all over the place like some of my episodes uh, might be, is I wanted to hone this in and say this. 
I'm going to give you some ideas of ways that we can cope with mental health during this COVID time. Hopefully that, that sounds good to you. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to give you like, I think probably seven or eight different, um, different ideas, different things that we can do to help others, help ourselves, help the conversation. All right. So the first one is we have to recognize that anxiety, that, um, this feeling of, you know, not being okay is okay. Like we have to come, we have to help people help each other realize that if you're not being okay, you have to be okay with not being okay. And then once you embrace that, it's okay to not being okay. Then you can kind of like, just kind of sit in it. Right. Because we sometimes have this like feeling of like, Oh my gosh, I'm having anxiety. I must stop this anxiety, which then it's like anxiety that man, that creates additional anxiety, right? And just for clarity, I am not a doctor. These are not medical uh, tips. These are a lot of what I'm sharing is things that I've learned from listening, reading, and things that I've experienced myself that work. And that's where I'm going here. So don't take this as a, you know a prescription or anything like that. But that this to me is a, you know an important topic. And like I said, I've never been one that says I'm an expert or I know everything. But I'm happy to share what I've learned. So the first one I wanted to share right there is like recognize you know anxiety. Recognize when you're feeling not okay. And realize it's okay to not be okay. And then kind of just own that, right? Okay. The second one that I wanted to kind of embrace here is identify the good distractions, the good things, or not even good, the things around you, the things in your life that, that allow you to disconnect, allow you a moment of relief, allow you a feeling that it really lets you escape your brain. And, and I know those that have ADHD, that's a no, you know, we all, like, we know which ones those things. For me, it's binge watching Netflix. Oh my goodness. Like I will, I, I can put on a Netflix show and remove myself from the, the struggles I have in my life and all the things that are going on. But if I am not doing that, right? Like listening to music, I love listening to music, but listening to music usually gets me inspired and gets my mind thinking, right? Um, going for a walk all, opens up my mind. Even like taking a shower. I know for some people taking a shower might, might do that, right? But I think what we have to like look at this is, is like you need to find and those distractions. And, I, and, I, and then this is where I think we sometimes make a mistake as well. Sometimes we will tell people, you know what you need to do? You need to be more productive. You need to go find something that makes you better and you need to work on yourself. Guess what? Working on yourself is hard. And as soon as I start doing things that are quote unquote moving me forward or helping me advance in life, then it just adds additional stress, anxiety to our lives. And so I believe identifying the distractions. And for some of you, you might be like, well, I don't know what those are. Start just kind of monitoring your day um, throughout your day, your, your night. What's up, Tristan? What's up? Uh, I see a bunch of people jumping in live. Thanks for jumping in on this Friday afternoon. Um, I know uh, some of you guys are watching there live. We are on Facebook Periscope. Um, and We are on Facebook Periscope and I believe YouTube as well uh, for this podcast. Uh, I will be broadcasting a episode of Press the Damn Button a little bit later today. So I'm um, going back to back with some lives uh, today doing the podcast. But so that number two is that identify those distractions. If you don't know the distractions, Actions, you know, just try to start at the end of the day, like ask yourself when in, you know, just before you go to bed, when during my day, did I feel the most relief? Was it maybe when I was going for a walk, maybe it was cooking, maybe it was cleaning. I know I do not, that's not the case for me. Cleaning gives me anxiety, right? Like um, that, that, that's the case for me. Right. Um, so that's number two. Number three, you have to own what you can and can't control. Now, when I heard this advice the first time I was like, well, duh, you have to own what you can, can control. And if you can't control something, you should let it go. 
let's be real. That's a heck of a lot harder than it sounds, right? Like letting go of the things that we can't control is, is something that is so important, yet it's not that easy to identify like, hey, I don't have control of this. Like the coronavirus, COVID, social distancing, lockdown that's going on right now. Like we don't have any control of it, but we want to control our environment. We, like we want to wear a mask. We want to yell at people in the gas station that aren't wearing a damn mask. We want to scream at our president for not promoting masks as a, as a, a thing that we must be doing. Right? Like, but, but we can't control all those outcomes. And so for me, It's not only owning what you can and can't control, but you also have to start tracking the desired result from the thing that's bothering you. And then ask yourself to get that desired result. Is there anything I can do? What I mean by that is, let's just say, um, you know, I'm getting anxiety from, I want to boil the ocean, right? Like, so the, the, the result that you're looking for is the ocean's boiled, but then you start looking at what would it take for the ocean to be boiled, right? Like I need the sun to be closer. It's just, a, it's just a weird, I'm using a weird analogy here, but the idea is you'll start to track back and realize there's not anything or little things that you could do to make that happen. Right? So when someone says own what you can control and own what you can't control, I love the advice, but we need to be a little bit more practical. And so the practi- practicality for me is when I'm like, Oh my God, can't believe this is happening. I'm, I'm like, and, and this happened yesterday. Uh, shout out to my amazing partner, Jennifer, who um, kind of was with me on the journey yesterday and the day before, um, you know, 48 hours that I, I felt the burden of stress and anxiety and pressure and things going wrong. And, uh, you know, for me, the, where I, I, I came to was I just completely got into my space. I, I, I found my own you know, location so that I could veg out. And then I just started identifying, okay, this is something that is, is, is causing me stress or pressure. What is, what can I do to fix that or help, help that no longer exist? And if there's nothing I can do, I need to remove that from the, my capacity, right? So that's number three. Number four, you cannot let others determine how you yourself want to be, um, you know, uh, you know, let others determine how you connect with, with people, right? So this is one that always bothers me, right? Where someone's like, well, Brian, you know, you have anxiety. You need to, you need to, you know, pick up the phone and call more people. I hate talking on the phone. Like I would much rather zoom. I would much rather video chat. I would rather voice message back and forth. So like, t- you know, we oftentimes will listen to people's advice, which the irony of this is I'm giving advice yet. I'm telling you not to listen to other people's advice. So take that for what it is, right? But part of this to me, what this kind of comes down to and kind of breaks into is that you understand the best way for you to connect. You understand the best way for you to facilitate conversations, for you to not feel isolated. You need to own that. And then you need to put that out to the world. You need to let the world know how you prefer to connect. Because that is the other problem that we oftentimes run into is that we will oftentimes, more often than not, we will run into this problem where we will we will forget the idea of well, why are people you know calling me? Why don't they message me? Don't they know better? Well, they probably don't know, right? And like the truth is, people care a lot less about us than we like to believe they care about us, right? So we have to kind of remember that and kind of think of that. So we need to we that number four is don't let others determine how you want to connect, but make sure you let people know how you want to connect. And also get creative on how you connect with other people. I know for me, one of the things like I'll look at, I'll be like, man. I only, I only text message. Actually, I did this to Michelle, uh, my speaker agent today. I was like, you know what? I always text message or email back and forth with Michelle. And I was like, I know we're both busy. You know what? I'm going to send her a video, 
right? Like being creative with how you communicate will oftentimes spur a conversation. Like, and I, and I hear this a lot where, you know, the people that, that, that need help more often than not, do not want to reach out, do not want to admit that they need help and really don't want to talk about it. Right. Cause I've been there, but here's the thing that I think we can do on that is if we can be vulnerable, we can stop judging and start moving our, our ideas to relating but then also get creative with how we communicate, right? Like just telling someone like, hey, give me a call when you're feeling sad. That's not going to really work. But sending someone a video message and being like, hey, what's up? Send me a video message back. Let me know what's going on. That might break through that barrier, right? So that's one of the ones that I want us to think about, right? The next one I have here is self-love is not selfish. It's actually a necessity to becoming your best self, which ultimately allows us to help other people. Now, this one to me has been a, probably the biggest struggle over the last seven years. Um, I, w- I felt like I was very self-aware, but I discovered that I wasn't self-aware. I was just confident in who I was. And there's a big difference between being aware of your strengths and weaknesses and understanding what you're good at, what you're not good at, who to surround yourself with versus being just comfortable in your own skin. But also taking time to you know, promote you know, to take care of yourself. And I posted about this on my Instagram today. You guys can check it out over there, instagram.com slash isocialfans. And I said I, 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 on my Apple Watch, I programmed it for every hour. It's going to give me like that haptic sensor and it's going to tell me to stand up and leave my office because I have a standing desk um, and I'm pretty good at moving around my desk. But I've found for the last nine months or so, I'll go six, seven hours without leaving my office. I will not go in and there's no one else in my house. Like I have my entire house. I can go outside, inside. Um, it just, I, I found myself doing that. And so this is one of those things that I know I need to work on. Now, a little bit has to do with my ADHD a little bit. I know, um, you know, that, that doesn't help in, uh, in the case of, um, you know, <laughs> being able to, to sit still or disconnect, but it's something that I know I want to work on. All right. The next one is own your feelings and give yourself the time to feel, allow yourself to feel the emotion. If you're sad, allow yourself to be sad. It is okay to be sad and just own the fact that you are sad. I don't think we do that enough. Um, I know I never did. I always thought like it was weak. If I was, if I was sad or upset or depressed or feeling, if I was feeling an emotion for what I believed was too long, um, then I felt I was a weak human being. And actually, the weakness is actually in those that are not willing to embrace their feelings, their emotions, and let their emotions run their course. And here's the, here's the magic in that, and this is something I've discovered recently. When you, when you allow your, the initial emotion that you have to run its course, or you allow it to feel and to kind of to sit in it, the next time you feel that emotion, your recovery period is faster. Because you're not as scared, you're not as overwhelmed, you can kind of almost embrace it at a different level, right? And it, it to me, there's something beautiful in that, right? So it's actually being, being, being able to sit in your feelings, which feelings, especially for us men, which is just a piss poor excuse, men, um, we need to be able to sit in our feelings, own our feelings, share our feelings with our significant other. Um, that's something I've been working on a lot better, right? And 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 really putting our feelings out there because that that's going to allow us to you know to not only learn from them and move forward, but it's also going to allow us um, to push forward the next time we have it. The next one I only have two more here, so don't worry, stick with me. Uh, is give yourself a break, and then also manage your own expectations. Like we are dealing with a pandemic. We are dealing with social distance. We are dealing with these this times that everything is upside down. And 
where this comes into is like, we have to kind of just allow ourselves to realize like we might not be productive every day because you know what the life that we were building, like my entire life was traveling and on the road and speaking. And, and I mean, I just loved it. I've had it. It's, it's my career, my entire time and it doesn't exist. And to think that I could still keep up to the bar that I had set previously is um, just it's asinine. And all it does is give us additional anxiety. So you have to be, give yourself a break, but also manage expectations, right? Like, you know, like, hey, if I used to get these 10 tasks done a day, maybe during these current times, you'll get eight tasks. Another thing that I like, and I didn't think about this before when I was kind of brainstorming this episode, um, was something I found in a parenting blog. I don't know if it was a parenting blog or a parenting podcast. You know, as a girl dad of a 10-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 6-year-old, um, I, was try- I was just kind of reading or listening um, about, you know, like, how do you how do you incentivize reward? How do you build up confidence? How do I help my daughters be the, the best humans they can be? And one of the things that I read um, about was what they called like um, this cumulative, cumulative results of um, behaviors. And, it, and most of it was about eating. And they said, you, with kids, you, you want to be okay with the cumulative of seven days being the desired outcome, not forcing kids to do something every single day. And what I mean by that is if you want your eat kids to eat a certain amount of fruit over, you know, hey, I want them to eat this much fruits and vegetables. Rather than forcing that on them, like breaking it up seven days, you know, this is the total amount and I wanted to do it every seven days. What you should be doing is, okay, I need it to happen over seven days. So if one day they want to eat chicken nuggets and French fries, and the next day they want to eat mostly fruits and vegetables, it's okay as long as the cumulative of those seven days um, accomplishes what you're desiring to accomplish. And I've found that works for me in a lot of my tasks where um, I, I need to, I used to be like, hey, I need to get these, this amount of things done in the day. And instead of like forcing myself to do certain tasks in a day, I now try to do a more holistic view of like in the week, these are all of the things I need to accomplish. And I can, I can almost pick and choose based on how I'm feeling. Uh, and I know Patricia, who's watching here live, uh, Patricia said, this is how to accept PTSD, which I know, uh, Patricia, is something that you are going through. Um, and you know, I appreciate you always sharing, engaging, and, and supportive of me and uh, the community. And you know, I, I think that's, you know, a lot of that is you know, acceptance. Um, but we, as, as people that maybe either um, don't have that feeling or don't have that, um, have to also learn how to stop judging and start relating and start learning rather than, than making assumptions. And, and, you know, that's probably a bigger uh, soapbox. But then the last thing I have here is, and, and this might be one that is more set for me than, uh, than anyone else, but it could sit for you guys as well, is that I found that I have a desire to help. I love helping people. Um, I've often said that I would rather um, help everybody for free than to to build my business in the sense of selling, which is never a good thing for for business side. But I just I get a lot of joy, I get a lot of pleasure out of other people's success. As much as I, I'm very okay with t- uh, you know uh, celebrating my own wins, because I believe if you're not your own biggest cheerleader, why the hell would someone else be your cheerleader? But if I, I, I dissect that a second, I actually get a majority of my joy and pleasure watching other people that I care about, people that, that I believe I can help. I, I really enjoy them succeeding. And what I've learned from that is that whenever I took that out of my day because I was feeling anxiety or I was depressed or I was sad or maybe my Adderall was a little bit off, one of the things I started removing was like, you know what? I'm not going to accept any more phone calls or I'm not going to help people on Instagram or I'm not going to reply to these comments. 
And what I found was it actually made things worse. And what I realized in that is you have to figure out what gives you that, like what fills your tank. What is the, you know, maybe filling your tank is snuggling up in bed, reading a book. Maybe filling your tank is, you know, um, you, you know, dialing into your work and accomplishing what you want to accomplish. For me, I've figured out for me, part of what fills my tank is being able to give back, being able to help, being able to celebrate, being, I mean, really just seeing those I love, like being happy. I know I see Tristan, uh, Tristan's in here and Tristan does a great job of celebrating um, friends in the community and amplifying their messages. But, you know, for those that, you know, I think it comes down to this is that if you start being kind to others, you can also be more kind to yourself. And I'm going to wrap up this episode by saying this. I do believe the world is full of great people doing great things. And we just spend too much time on fake news and bad news. But I also believe the topics that are, have been off, you know, aren't comfortable for us talking about the things that we have shunned or the things that we've, you know, we shouldn't talk about politics. We shouldn't talk about religion. We shouldn't talk about mental health. Um, we shouldn't talk about our money. We shouldn't talk about, you know, our struggles while they're happening. We should only talk about our failures after they're already, we've already been succeeded. I think all of that has actually led to the things that we have now. I believe a more transparent, a more vulnerable culture of more, uh, you know, connected, more dialed in. Hey, we are all more alike than we are different. We all have struggles. Nobody is freaking perfect. If we can get over this idea of perfectionism, this idea of believing that, that, that I don't even like the, I don't even like the statement. Perfection is the enemy of done. I actually hate that statement because then that is assuming that you that perfection will actually get you closer, you know, like to done. And I don't think perfection should ever be something that we are looking to achieve because if so, we will always fail. We will never succeed. We will never press the damn button. We will never push forward. We will never put things out there. And so when I look at it, you know, whenever I share something, I get comments all the time, Brian, I can't believe you said that, Brian, um, are you sure you're okay putting that out there? Brian, you know, what are you doing? Uh, you know, you post this on, you know, Black Lives Matter post or Brian, you, you took this stance on mental health or Brian, you did this very vulnerable video where you cried about uh, suicide prevention. You know what? I'm human. And these are things I care about and I am not afraid to put it out there, but I will tell you, there are plenty of risk that comes along with this. And that's why, you know, most of my episodes are about what we can do outward. And I wanted this, this one to be turned inward. So what I want you to take away from this episode is that we have to do a better job of owning our own mental health. We have to do a better job of, of each one of these items, right? Understanding how they fit in. And I'll, I'll include this on a blog post um, up there on, it'll be on both brianfans.com and isocialfans.com. Um, I'll outline each one of these uh, with a couple of the quotes and a couple of the resources that I have. Um, I also have a Flipboard uh, that I've been curating uh, well over 500 articles on the topic of mental health and ADHD um, that I found valuable. Every time I find a valuable article, I throw it into this little folder. Um, I'm ha I'll happily share a link to that folder as well. So with that, my friends, what I want us to do is remember that self-love, self-awareness, self-care is not selfish. It's actually important for each one of us, but we need to own who we are. We need to own our, our mistakes. We need to be there for other people. And, and I will leave you with, with this, with what I said on TikTok. They're the people that need help more often than not aren't the people gonna, that are going to be talking about their things. They're not the ones that are going to be putting themselves out there. But here's the thing. If we start putting ourselves out there, if we start being vulnerable, we start being the ones that aren't afraid to address the mental health you know, scenario that's going on in the world, 
We will help them realize they are not alone. And when those people, us that are going through mental health struggles are at the right place for them to share, they will make that happen. And they will not feel alone. They will not feel isolated. And it will it'll allow them the time to get to the spot to put themselves out there. It is okay to not be okay. But it's also important for us to remember there are a bunch of people that are suffering in silence. And the best way I believe we can help is for us to own our own vulnerabilities, put ourselves out there, and truly just share and remember that we are a heck of a lot more alike than we are different. My name is Brian Fanzo. Thank you to our sponsor, Restream. Make sure you guys check out that amazing 50% offer by Restream. Um, it does expire on October 31st. This was powered by uh, Restream. My name is Brian Fanzo. You guys were listening to FOMO Fans. Remember, my friends, show you care. Go above and beyond. Let people know that you care about them. I promise you, you'd be amazed how much a smile and a thank you can go, especially in these times. Cheers.